Welcome to another episode of the Fitness Business Life Podcast. I'm here today with my co-host, Stevo, the main man, Clark. How's it going, everybody? Hope you're doing well. Stevo, we're off to uh, San Diego and like, Colonel. 20-something days. You're not, count, you're not counting or nothing? Well, I didn't look today. I, can't, <laughs> I haven't looked in the last few days, but it's it's not too far away. Yeah, well, I was just brushing up on my Spanish a wee bit to get the, from when we get to San Diego, because it's pretty close to Mexico as well. You know we can actually skip over the border into Mexico for like a day or something? Is there not a wall there now? Oh, shit, I don't know. <laughs> I, I, I don't know, dude. I, I think know. Donald I think, Trump had something to do with that. Oh, maybe Arnold Schwarzenegger stopped him. Ah, we'll never know. We'll find out. We'll find out when yeah. we get there anyway. Anyway, uh, welcome to another episode and today what are we going to be talking about? We're going to talk about uh, sales Yep. and how to get more sales, what you should be doing, what you should probably be avoiding uh-huh. and it's it's going to be interesting because you have a lot of input on this and me not so much. I'm, yeah. I'm mostly the, the guy who the customers deal with, you know, I'm the coach in the gym and stuff. Uh, so it's my job to make sure that they're working well and all those kinds of things. But it's your job to kind of get them through the door. Mm-hmm. Um, so, Which is a whole different ballgame, really. Yeah, absolutely. And uh, in that respect, I have very little experience. So, um, Which I'm actually glad about today for the purposes of the podcast. Anyway. <laughs> yeah. So I, I'm going to learn stuff along with these guys who are listening and watching on YouTube. Yep. Um, so how... How should we start this then? Uh, um, so I think, well, I mean, I think I should start by saying that I was pretty bad at this too. You know, not saying that you're bad at it. I'm just saying. Oh, I'm, no bad, exper- I'm bad. Oh, are you? Oh, right, <laughs> yeah. okay. Okay. Right. Okay. So um, I would probably say that I wasn't the greatest uh, at selling in ter- in monetary terms. Mm-hmm. Um, and it took a lot of work to get me to the point now. I mean, you know, in the last two years, I've made over like 200 high ticket sales mm-hmm. um which is pretty cool mm-hmm. do you know what i mean to be able to say that i've done that and like we spoke on our last episode about commitment mm-hmm. you know that was part of my commitment and to, to do that um so i've gotten pretty good at it you know there's still i i wouldn't say i'm an expert salesman i don't think that you can ever like become an expert salesman maybe mm-hmm. you know 50 60 years down the line you could probably say that but I've gained a lot of information in the last couple of years and I definitely want to share it today. So I guess, um, you know, I would say the first thing that you need to do is change your mindset around sales Mm -hmm. purely because, uh, you know, you and I come from similar backgrounds, Um, you know, even in terms of the environment that we grew up in, like we we didn't grow up in a a necessarily, you know, rich environment, like we weren't poor by any stretch of the imagination mm-hmm. but like money wasn't abundant yeah yeah um my granny uh i, I always my granny is always for the underdog right no yeah. matter what in life like yeah. you know if there's the robin hood and if the, the sheriff of nottingham my granny doesn't care about the background like she doesn't <laughs> care if robin hood like you know murdered and killed people for nothing <laughs> he's the underdog I don't care. The sheriff in Nottingham's a good guy. I was almost going to say it's more relatable, but I hope that it's not that relatable to your granny. <laughs> you know, <laughs> murder. <laughs> she, she. Uh, so no matter what in life, if someone 
was successful, mm-hmm. I always remember my granny having a pop at them. Like right. always, like it doesn't it doesn't matter. Like I uh, just don't like him, and she's so stubborn and set in her way. Uh, don't like him. He's a show off, and you know those wee things. All right, she probably means no harm, bad, and it, but those wee things kind of stick with you. Yeah. So I would say the first thing that I had to do was change my mindset around, you know, purchasing or selling a service or a product. Um, one of the, one of the ways that I remember thinking about it was if I sold someone a product I, or a service, I was the winner and they were the loser. Right, like a status game kind of thing? Yes, yes, mm-hmm. right. I took money from that person. I won, they lost. Yeah. Which didn't really sit well with me. I wasn't comfortable with doing that, especially mm-hmm. in our industry because we work in the health and fitness industry mm-hmm. and we have a duty and an obligation to help people. Mm-hmm. So when I was... Uh, you know, selling our product or our service, it, I was kind of, you know, at war with myself in my own head. Mm-hmm. Holy shit, I really want to help this person. So I don't want to take their money. I don't want them to be the loser because I want them to be the winner because I want them to win. Yeah, yeah. You right? want them to be the success story. Yes. Yeah, yes. Right? So I I had to change my mindset around that, first of all. Mm-hmm. Okay? Because th- there's a couple of facts, Right? If you have a product or service that you know deep down is going to add value to someone's life, it's going to give them a better quality of life, and we do, we work in the health and fitness industry, mm-hmm. we fucking save lives, yeah. right? So we have a duty and an obligation to get that product into as many hands as we possibly can. Yeah. End of story, mm-hmm. right? Now, there may be people listening to this here who kind of grew up with the same sort of, you know, maybe the same mentality as what I did years ago. Well, then why don't you just help people for free? Mm-hmm. Okay. And I've done that, right? And this is what I know to be 100% true. If you give someone something for free, they do not value it. So they're less likely to show up and do the fucking work. It's not the it's not the it's not the money transaction. It's not the paper transaction because it is just paper at the end yeah. of the day. Yeah. It is the investment. It's mm-hmm. the emotional investment to try to get someone to commit is what matters, yeah. right? Then on the back of that, right? If you deliver an amazing service, if you have delivered absolute quality, and you know that if the person does with this product what they're supposed to do, it will save their life you know mm-hmm. in our industry or mm-hmm. it will give them a better life if they don't do that if they don't use the product or service the way it was meant to be used it's not your fucking fault yeah it's not y- yeah. right yeah. because think of it this way if someone goes into uh, a game store mm-hmm. and they buy the latest I don't know, do they even do Segas anymore yeah, I, a, a Sega <laughs> thing I don't know right uh, and they buy the latest Sega right mm-hmm. <laughs> Xbox okay right and they bring it home and they don't take it out of the box is it the store's fault no no yeah. I see you know where you're I mean? getting at now. So it is not your fault if someone doesn't do what they're supposed to do with the product or service. Mm-hmm. As long as you know that it is going to deliver quality and you believe in the product or service, you have a duty and an obligation to get it into their hands. Mm-hmm. What they do with it is completely up to them. 
Yeah, so you, you're not uh, babysitting them and stuff. And it, it's because it's in their best interest, first of all, that the product gets in their hand because it was going to change their life. Mm-hmm. But also as well, it's important for them to invest in that 100%. because, you know, they're going to take it seriously. They're going to take what you have to say and remind, remind everyone that you've, you've been through education. Mm-hmm. So you've had to pay for the education to get the knowledge in order to come up with a service or product yeah. to get it in front of their eyes before it even goes into their hands. Yeah. So any advertising or anything that you need to do, that needs to be looked after. They're going to take it more seriously when they have to pay for it. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, it's, it's, it's amazing. Uh, so, you know, we, we get 20 plus students through every single course now, mm-hmm. right? Do every single one of those students... Uh, well, I'm... Um, um, I'm probably going against what I actually say here because the vast majority of them do apply what what they're given. Mm-hmm. But if they don't apply it, it's really not my problem. Yeah, I've given them all the resources. I've given the help. I'm there for them all the time. If they need it, I'm right there. All they got to do is pick mm-hmm. up the phone. Mm-hmm. But if they don't do that, it's there's not really much I can do. Now, yeah. now I, will, I will hold people accountable mm-hmm. all the time. But again, if they don't do the thing that I'm holding them accountable to, it's 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 not really there's not really much you can that I can do, but I know um on on that product alone that people are unhappy in their career, which I've experienced hundreds of times now. Mm-hmm. People uh they're they they can't get up out of bed in the morning, they're unhappy in their career, it affects their family life, it affects their confidence, absolutely everything. And every day I get up and think to myself there are people in that position and I need to do absolutely every fucking thing I can on my part to get them out of that position and to get them into a happier place, which I know I can put, put someone in. Yeah, that, that's cool. And it, it kind of goes alongside um, the way I would imagine a lot of people think about sales. I know through conversation with yourself, I'm not thinking about it so much anymore, but it's almost like, Whenever someone calls you up on the phone, it's a cold call. And, mm-hmm. you know, even if you go into a car showroom or something, you, you kind of get the feeling that it's like uh, sleazy or they're just after your money kind of thing. Mm-hmm. So is it the shift in mindset of, you know, getting away from that and figuring out that, you know, this this person actually needs my help and there's more to the sale mm-hmm. than just the money? Yeah. It's, it's like your personal drive of knowing the way that it's going to impact people. For sure. For sure, mate. Um, like uh, I always say to anyone that I train now on, on sales, conversion happens in conversation, mm-hmm. right? And I'm glad you brought that up because just the other day uh, I was sitting at home and I get I get easy 10 messages a day. Like you know this here from dudes all over the world telling me that they're going to 10x my business. Mm-hmm. Even though these dudes don't own a business, mm-hmm. they're telling me that they're going to 10x my business. But just the other day, uh, dude, so I got a I got a video message, which was cool, which I thought was great. And usually like these dudes are from all over the world and, and the names don't really don't really register. Like the you know, you know, you know an American name. Yeah. But it was a local name. Right. And it was a video, mm-hmm. right? Can't remember the I can't remember the kid's name, but I clicked on the video. And he was basically saying, hey, how's it going? Uh, I'm a social media um, expert marketer, running ads, all this here sort of stuff. And he was a local kid. Mm-hmm. So uh, 
I watched the video and I, and I was just curious to, to the end. Um, so he, he basically said, look, I would be interested in helping 10X your business, the, the, whole, the whole show. So I was like, right, okay, cool. Now, normally I wouldn't respond, mm -hmm. but I did this time because I felt compelled to. Because one, uh, I appreciated the balls that he had to send the video because very rarely do these dudes actually send a video. Yeah, they used to just, just send a generic fucking, you know, generic copy, yeah. copy and paste and send it to the next person. Yeah. But he sent a video and he was a local kid. So mm -hmm. I was like, boom, I'm going to message this guy back, mm -hmm. right? Now, what I messaged him and whenever I re replied to him was this, um, listen dude really appreciate you reaching out and I wish you every success with what you're doing here I genuinely do you're a local guy um, I genuinely wish you every every success but let me ask you something here why should I choose you if I get 10 of these messages every single day right mm -hmm. from different people all around the world why should I choose you over every other competitive option available mm -hmm. Of course, you know, what, what's, you know, he went into, oh, well, we do this here and we do. He didn't get the point, right? He sent me a straight up cold call. There was no conversation beforehand. He didn't even know if I needed the product. Yeah. Maybe I have 12 people doing this for me. Yeah. Right? But yet and all, he reached out to me cold with no, nothing, no communication prior to it. Mm -hmm. and, right? Now, this is the way, this is the way I like to relate this to you, right? Uh, imagine... The dating scene, right? Yeah. So, let's say, let's say you know you know the musical chairs dating scene. What what do you oh, call it? Uh, yes, uh, speed dating. Speed dating. Let let's say you're speed dating, and you go and you sit in front of this girl and and you say to her, "Hey, how's it going?" Right. I'm hung like a donkey. I got a shitload of money in the bank. Travel all around the world all year round, and I can take you with me. How's it sound? She would be like just sat in front of each other here and every single dude that I've just talked to also said exactly the same thing. Yeah. What the fuck? Right? So she's going to be like, well, I'm kind of sick of listening to that. First time off, it might work. <laughs> <Right>? <laughs> but after a while, it's kind of like, well, let me get to know you for a second. Like, what, you yeah. know, do, do I actually need all that shit? You know, my ex-husband had that. Mm -hmm. It's like, fucking get to know because if you don't, like, if you don't know what, what the person's problems are, you can't solve the problem. Yeah, you can't help. You yeah. have no use to the person. Yeah, you're no real use to them. So it's kind of like, just give me a break. You know, do the, do the, do the, create the desire beforehand, and if the if that's what the customer needs, then deliver on it. But if there's no desire, it's going to be fucking pretty hard to sell based on a cold call. Mm -hmm. Um, I had this one dude as well message me, and I remember, he referred to like Jordan Belford or something. I can't even remember. I I actually said to him, dude like stop doing cold calling it's just annoying and it doesn't work yeah and he said oh ask jordan belford about that it's like what the yeah. dude ended up in jail for five years like <laughs> i can even you know it's yeah. like and, and he's almost like comparing himself he's to comparing it. himself yeah. to jordan belford i'm like yeah. dude like give me a fucking break seriously um so you, you touched on something it was the the question that you asked the guy so the first step was actually quite good yeah he sent you the video and it made it a bit personal mm -hmm. and like kind of in his downfall he didn't follow up with more of those kinds of things but the question that you asked him is why should i pick you um so basically what you're asking for is a, what's called a unique selling point like what makes you different yeah to everybody else who's offering the same sort of service mm -hmm. so whenever you're talking about your product and okay we're in the health and fitness industry and you know particularly coaching and personal training 
Um, and there's a lot of it that goes on. Yeah. So whenever you're talking to somebody about the services that you have or if you're you know putting out content and stuff mm-hmm. how much of that do you show how much do you leave that conversation what, what, what have you found in, I, in your experience i actually do very little that, to be fair um like i will never tell people what i do mm-hmm. um i'll either tell them why i do it mm-hmm. uh sometimes possibly i'll tell them how i do it mm-hmm. but the vast majority of the time i just solve their problem mm-hmm. which creates a desire around the product now, let's say someone comes on board and, yeah, I've got the answer to their problems, but, but the connection's not great between me and the person. Because mm-hmm. I generally find that uh, the vast majority of the time, because people buy from people that they know, like, and trust. Yeah. Right? If there's no, no like, and trust factor mm-hmm. and the connection's not there, it's not going to end well regardless. Mm-hmm. Do you know what I mean? So you would be best served, yeah, sure, solve the person's problems first off. And then if the connection's right, the sale will happen. Mm-hmm. But if it's not right, you're best sending them elsewhere. Yeah. Let, let, let me give you an example, right? So uh, whenever I first started training, um, 20 years ago, <laughs> holy shit. Well, whenever I first started training in gyms, um, uh, I started training in a bodybuilding gym. I mean, like these dudes were like huge. It was like a mini goals gym, <laughs> right? <laughs> o- only just not, only just not as cool, right? Yeah. So uh, I, I'm training in this bodybuilding gym, and of course, I'm 18. I want to get bigger, right? Mm-hmm. I want to, I want to get jacked like all these dudes. Like, how do I do that? Yeah. I mean, little did I know that they were all jacked and shit <laughs> in their arms. But you know, how do I get bigger like that? I want to know. So I, I went over to this uh, guy. I remember it well, and I said, look. You know, I'm not going to put on size. Like, how do I go about doing that? And obviously, he was the biggest dude in the gym. Um, and he probably didn't want to tell me his real secret. Aye. But he was just like, look, you need to uh, you need to go and buy some protein um, and just eat, eat like fuck, basically. I, I, was, I was the best. Of it. I mean, it was pretty good advice as well. Like, um, so I was like, right, okay, where do I get it? And he, and he said, go and see the guy that owns the gym. He sells it. So I said, okay, fair enough. So uh, I approached this guy and I said, Dude, I want to buy some protein. Um, I'm trying to get bigger. So he's like, right, okay. So he brought me out to the store and he sold me a tub of this stuff, right? Mm-hmm. So I brought it home and I check in the tub and I'm like, right, well, two two scoops, right? So I'm like, oh, fuck it. I want to get big. Let's take four, <laughs> right? As you do. So yeah, Double dose. <laughs> uh, do- double dose of this stuff. So I, I take fucking four scoops and dude, it was like pre-workout, mm-hmm. right? So I didn't sleep for two days. Jesus. didn't know what it was right mm-hmm. I, I remember rolling about and couldn't sleep was pulling my hair out like everything was going on in my head it mm-hmm. was mental and only later that i found out that it was pre-workout now here's what happened okay that dude made the sale on that day let's say it was 40 quid or whatever right mm-hmm. but i didn't go back to his gym because of the experience you because had. of the experience that i had first off mm-hmm. now let's say he had to give me some better advice let's say he, he he said look i haven't got any protein in at the minute i'll have some in in a couple of days time mm-hmm. right in the meantime if you're really looking at go here check out this supplement do this here and he had educated me around it that would have made that would have given us a better connection i would have connected to that person and then i would have stayed on i would have spent more money in his facility and i would have bought more protein off him mm-hmm. so okay made the sale up front but what he lost over time was 
a, a lifetime customer. Yeah. Essentially. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? That's mad. So I think that. I think everyone has those kind of almost like horror stories that they kind of, you know, regardless of what industry they're in, be it like mm-hmm. car sales, personal training or whatever, everyone can kind of relate to or at least know somebody who's probably had an experience similar to that. Yeah. So all the more reason to push the know, like and trust thing because there's so many people out there. Every one of them wants everyone to trust them. <laughs> but, you know, you it's the between know, like and trust. And then I suppose adding on the personal connection. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? Like doing something for free and not expecting anything off them. Because mm-hmm. a lot of the times I would say there'd be interaction on social media through uh, comments on posts or likes or even direct messaging. And, you know, these people seem keen on the content that's going out. And it will maybe be six months time before they actually go, now I want to work with you. Yeah. But... It's it's very rare that they see one post, they like it, and they go, okay, let's do business. Yeah. Let's do something about it. So that kind of backs that up. You know, the, the experience that the person has with your uh, information and, you know, you you basically just put your willingness to want to help people mm-hmm. in front of whether or not it's you that gets a sale or yeah. if it's in the, the case you were talking about, they go, he sends you off to Holland and Bard or another supplement company or whatever. Yeah. So that that that's really pushing, yeah. You know the the human connection. Yeah, for sure, mate. I mean that that's that's a big thing that's missing. You know today, mm-hmm. especially because, uh, you know, we grew up in in a society where it's like instant gratification. Yeah. We just want shit right now. Yeah. Right. Like no, I want this person to buy from me right now. Mm-hmm. And I think I said it in a previous podcast. You know, statistically, if a hundred people waking up tomorrow, right. And decide, I want to get fitter and healthier. My life is a fucking train wreck. I'm overweight. I need to do this, right? Of those 100 people, only 15 of them, statistically, will buy within 12 weeks. Mm-hmm. Not even within a couple of days. Within yeah. 12 weeks. Yeah. The other 85% are 18 months, right? Right. Whereas, like, most, most people... Now, I'm going to relate this to our industry. Most people in our industry... Decide that uh, they didn't buy from me today. There's no point in doing that social media post. There's no point in following up with that person. Mm-hmm. But if we go back and we think you have a duty and an obligation, if someone is at risk of diabetes, heart disease, cardiovascular disease, you have a duty and an obligation to help this person. Mm-hmm. Don't let one fucking rejection set you back on doing it. Mm-hmm. Follow up. Like, Build a, build a communication with the person. Build a connection with the person. Get them to realize that... Because the thing is as well, right? When it comes to the actual psychology of selling, people don't want to be sold. They want to feel like they purchased. Yeah. Right? It was their choice. It was their choice, yeah. right? So that's why all these, you know, fucking 80s pickup lines that... Uh, what's his name? Jordan Belford used to yeah. use, which he still uses on his podcast. It's ridiculous, yeah. right? Have you listened to his podcast? No, I haven't Holy listened. Holy shit. Like, he breaks the podcast for like 10, 15 minutes, which is annoying, mm-hmm. to try to sell shit. And he's not just selling one thing. He's selling like things for companies. Right, okay. It is ridiculous. I listened to it a couple of weeks ago and I'm like, this dude doesn't even believe in what he's trying to sell. Uh-huh. He's just spouting shady pick up or I don't yeah, even know like what they buzzword are kind buzzword of things, things yeah. trying to sell a watch and then he's trying to sell 
a yacht than any, and they're not even his companies. Yeah. Places are just paying him, so he doesn't even believe in it himself. If he doesn't believe in it, then how am I meant to believe in it? Yeah. Right? Because he's just point. being paid to sell this, right? Yeah. Which is ridiculous. That's a story for another day. <laughs> I can't even, I've lost my train of thought now. Well, Where was well, it? My train of thought was kind of going along the line of, you know, people getting upset with, you know, like a rejection or mm, okay yeah so if they're if they're going into the conversation expecting the seal yeah should you flip that like you know i'm going to do my best to help this person without expecting the seal and then if they like what i'm giving across yeah then there's the option for the the person to to come on board yeah 100% mate that's a good point actually like i always um i always like to highlight the people is this the right thing that you're actually doing which people do appreciate mm-hmm. by the way you know i have i have uh spoken to people um men in their 40s who have responsibilities going through the roof mm-hmm. who have came to me and said and you know they work in uh well-paid jobs you know 50k a year plus mm-hmm. and they're like i cannot do this anymore i'm in a bad place i need to do this with my life and I need to flip the script on the direction that I'm going. Mm-hmm. And I can remember a couple of times actually saying, are you sure like you're doing the right thing here? Do you know um, the, the responsibilities that you've got, first of all, mm-hmm. towards your family? Mm-hmm. And do you know how difficult this transition is going to be? Mm-hmm. And they were like, you know, you, do you want to sell me the fucking course? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> and I'm like, listen, you know, by all means, I know I've got the tools to help you make this transition, but I'm just making you aware. And, and I remember this one guy in particular who was like, look, dude, I'm paying you right here, right now. Put me on the fucking course. <laughs> so I'm like, okay. Well, that's probably somewhere in your head trying to not become another version of the guy who owned the gym who sold you a pre-workout yeah, instead sure. of a protein. Do you yeah, know what yeah, I mean? That's, yeah, that's, sure. that's obviously had an imprint and stuff. Uh, and you don't want to have anyone else have that experience with you. Yeah. Do you yeah. know what I mean? I always want to make sure that the product is right for the person. I don't want to sell them a product that they do not need. I know deep down that uh, the, that the service and the product is the answer that they're looking for, mm-hmm. is the answer to their problems, but I just want to be sure. Yeah. want to make sure I mean? that they know what they're getting themselves in for yeah, as well. Yeah, I, I just want to be like 100% confident that, you know, they're, they're going to see it through. Because, you know, at the end of the day, if they... If they if they become a success story, mm-hmm. that's my success story as well. Yeah, essentially, do yeah. you know what I mean? Because I help this person get from A to B. Mm-hmm. Um, so you know, I don't want someone coming to me and saying, "Oh shit, I done this here and then it didn't work." Mm-hmm. It does work ninety nine point nine percent of the time, but only if the only if they use it the way it's meant to be done. Yeah, that's cool. There was uh, something we were talking about. Uh, it was Andrew, one of the other coaches in the gym, was yeah. talking about, and it was actually actively not actively going out for rejection but you know like i think it was with xander Fryer. yeah yeah, um, yeah you know, like, we're going to get xander on a future podcast we just need to work out the yeah, logistics of it yeah because of location and stuff yeah yeah he's in san diego but um the, the thing that andrew was saying is about you know like being afraid of the rejection and stuff and almost like i don't know if these are the right words to use but actively looking for a no yeah do you know what I mean? because yeah, yeah, whenever yeah. you don't give a get shit the first one out of the way yeah, yeah. whenever when, when you don't give a shit about the rejection then all you have to offer are the positives and mm-hmm. you know the the interaction stuff and that's like you said is what people actually appreciate yeah and it's it's one of the reasons that you know the the guys in the gym stay with us for so long and uh-huh. the reason that they come on board in the first place anyway yeah and and if we're talking about the academy as well, like 
the aftercare. Those guys don't just do the course and leave. Mm. I remember you were saying there was one of the guys at the end of the course went, right, now what do I do? Yeah, <laughs> it's like, yeah, yeah. you go out and you change the world, mate. Yeah, <laughs> you know yeah, what I mean? Yeah. But you, you have like a Facebook group and, you know, you talk to these guys even after they've graduated from the yeah. course and stuff. And like, you're always a, a source of information and experience and help for them. Yeah. Um. So that again even after you've sold it yeah you're still going above and beyond and helping these guys and stuff because you know that, uh, that's the reason that you sold it in the first it, place yeah yeah that's yeah, the reason exactly. why i do it yeah exactly um just, i suppose just uh you know we we deal with a lot, a lot of personal trainers um and even coaching personal trainers as well whenever they finish with us and one of the biggest things that one of the biggest problems that i see personal trainers and gym owners uh come up with right is that they 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 reject themselves right Mm -hmm. like like what you were saying you know facing that rejection Mm -hmm. but they will reject themselves by saying my customer base or my audience can't afford that price point yeah right now for one if you think about it this way right that's actually quite offensive yeah you (laughs) can't afford me oh you can't afford me even though I don't charge that much, but if I do put my price at this here, you can't afford that. Mm-hmm. I'm like, what the fuck are you talking about, dude? Mm-hmm. Like, if someone tells me I can't afford something, I'll just be like, well, how do you know? Yeah. Do you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Like, that's actually quite offensive. You're trying to say I'm poor. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I can pay for whatever I want. Yeah, I can pay yeah. for whatever I want, yeah. dude. So that's one way that I see personal trainers rejecting themselves. They will literally, like, put themselves in fucking all sorts of danger. Mm-hmm charging less than what they should be charging just because they've rejected in their head the idea that their customer base can afford to pay them any more money and this is this is the thing as well right i know this for a fact i know that this happens right and the same customers pay five times more what they're paying in these gyms elsewhere yeah <laughs> it's 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 now that you've said that it's like you initially go out and give this like lower end price because you don't think that someone else is going to pay for it mm-hmm. but it's almost like a flip like if you're asking for you know a lower rate then it's it's there's someone else you're like well why is it 40 pound yeah whenever this guy is charging 150 pounds yeah, or yeah. 170 or whatever it is yeah you kind of put yourself on a you know like a groveling kind of platform yeah, mate. That's and it comes down to the 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 sort of mindset around it as well. Like, um, you know, it it does take a lot of work mm-hmm. to to get to get around doing that because you know a lot of people can't get it in their head. Like, I remember the first time being told this here, and I was just like, it was actually Sean McGarry um that told me this, and I was like, holy shit, you're right, and I just applied it from day one. Yeah, I was like, like you're a hundred percent right. What the fuck have I been doing? Yeah. So he's just like, just go and do that. So I was like, okay. <laughs> just go and do it. Just go and do it then, right? And yeah. it works. Trust me, it works. And it gets people invested in what they are doing. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? It gets people to take action. It's holding their feet to the fire and saying, listen, you're heavily invested in this here. So you better fucking do what I say. Yeah. That's just the way it works. Because, um, you know, if we use, let's say, for example, uh, let's say, you know, your bog standard sort of commercial gym now that charge a really low rate, mm-hmm. right? Uh, we'll take Pure Gym, for example. Mm-hmm. Okay, so that, what, like 25 quid a month or yeah, something, something like that? Something along those right? lines. 
people can, you know, they'll pay that and they're happy not to show up to the gym, mm-hmm. right? In fact, you know, if Pure Gym has around three to 4,000 members, they would be in a hell of a lot of trouble if all three, three or 4,000 showed up on one day, <laughs> yeah. right? So that's going to be a complete and utter shit storm and a fire hazard and everything's going to go wrong there. So they actually rely on these people paying them and not showing up. Mm-hmm. And that's why it's such a low price point. Now, Pure Gym and, uh, you know, all... All these other places, they have the resources and they have the marketing to do that. They have the floor space in order to do that. Mm. But if you take, you know, let's say a privately owned gym and they're doing exactly the same thing, but they've only got 500 members, you know, it's like, what, 10K a month? Yeah. That is not going to pay your staff. It's not going to run the facility. Keep the equipment, all the things. You know, it's not going to keep the wheels turning on the business. Plus... It's 500 people. Like, it's 500 people that you have to sell a 20 quid package. Trust me, it's much easier to sell five people a two grand package. (laughs) It's much easier, right? 500 people is a lot of work. People think, oh, I'll I'll charge this low price and I'll just get the masses in. It doesn't fucking work. Yeah. Because it's available elsewhere. And again, like you said, if there is 500 of them, you've got to have the floor space in case they all do show up. (laughs) It just doesn't, it doesn't make any sense whatsoever, right? Now think of it this way. If you have, uh, let's say 200 members, right? And you charge all, all 200 members, um, 127 per month, that's 18K a month. Mm -hmm. That's just two, that's less than half of what you would need if you were trying to charge 500 people 20 quid. Yeah. Right. So in terms of the actual mindset, even if you just think about the numbers itself and let's say, you know, okay, you charge more, but people value service. Yeah. Right. People will pay more if they're getting a great service. Like if you're getting them results, you're going to retain customers and they're going to refer their friends. (laughs) It's just the way it fucking goes. Like if you're delivering, then you shouldn't have any issues whatsoever because let, you know, let's face it. If they're paying a commercial gym 25 quid a month and they're not showing up, they're not getting results, Yeah. right? So you shouldn't have any issues whatsoever in your in your conversion process by saying, you need to pay more. Right now you're not invested. You fucking need this in your life. It's like you need it. There's no fucking bones about it. You're either going to continue on doing what you're doing. You're going to continue putting on weight. You're going to continue being depressed. You're going to continue eating shit food. Like, you cannot do this. You just need to be more emotionally invested. Okay, short-term pain, but it's going to be long-term gain. Yeah, absolutely. Taking it more seriously. 100%, man. My mind's blown. (laughs) Awesome, dude. It's a lot to take in. It is a lot to take in. Um, You know, and I suppose I I should say if, uh, you know, if anyone has any questions or anything, just hit us up with a direct message and we'll... And we'll respond to them. Like, um, so what's your Instagram if you want to get people to get in touch with you? Or? M understroke J underscore Lennon, fitness business coach. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. Yeah. So what can people reach you, dude? Uh, at Coach Stevo Hybrid. Yeah. All one word. Yeah, yeah. We we should say you know like if you are kind of coasting, and which a lot of people do, and this is me. This this is a sales pitch, by the way, because I think we've delivered enough value <laughs> up until now. This is a straight up sales pitch, right? If you are kind of coasting um, with your training, and you're not seeing any results, and you know the waistline is expanding rapidly, mm-hmm. just fucking do something about it. Like invest, 
right? Mm-hmm. Invest in a coach, you know, uh, message stable. That man is, you know, plenty of experience in this area. He will fucking help you out any in any which way you want. He will ask for nothing back in return, except that you invest in yourself. And maybe a hug. Maybe maybe just a wee hug here and there. <laughs> um, and, you know, if you are a gym owner and you need some help around this stuff, just hit me up with a DM and we'll get you sorted. Wrap it up there? Yep. Peace out. <laughs>